0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast. Today, Michael and I discuss some of the reflections that we had from our conversation with Dr. Kyle Strobel. It's a really good talk where Michael and I talk about prayer. We talk about being honest before God. We talk about the ways we avoid God in prayer. And we use Strobel's points as a launching pad as we talk about our own prayer life and the way that the conversation we had with Dr. Strobel really impacted us and changed some of the ways that we interact with the Lord. And I always love talking to Michael about prayer. So, this was a joy for me, and I hope it's a joy for you to listen to. I asked Michael about the prayer trainings that he has been leading at Coastline in the way that he hopes that some intercessory prayer can become part of the the natural rhythm for us as a church. And then we have a giant announcement at the end of the episode. So, make sure you guys listen all the way through for an exciting new podcast coming from Coastline Covenant Church. If that sounds exciting, make sure you check out the whole episode and check out every episode. And man, we love the podcast, and we hope that you guys do too. We are so thankful for all of the listeners, all of the feedback, all of the excitement, and we have a lot of fun stuff planned. I say that every week, and I mean it every week, a lot of fun stuff coming on the Coastline Covenant podcast, so make sure you subscribe, listen, give us some reviews, and uh, we will see you next week and every week after that. Welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant podcast, back after a mini-break. And the mini-break was only because we wanted you guys to really listen to the Kyle Strobel episodes. And I think a lot of people did. It's been really exciting Mm -hmm. to hear the feedback, and we'll talk, obviously, a lot about that. We have... A lot of reflections and a lot of things that we want to pull out and pick apart and kind of parse out from those episodes with Kyle Strobel, especially the second one. And then Michael and I are going to talk about how we can implement some of those things into the life of Coastline in two very, very specific ways Uh, and some fun announcements at the end of the pod that we are excited for Mm. looking forward to. So make sure you hang in there. Listen to the whole thing. And uh, speaking of hanging in there, I got my boy Michael here right in front of me. What's up, Michael?
1: Hey, 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 glad to be here. Are you hanging in there? I am hanging in there. Yeah. It's been uh a fun three months of not getting a ton of sleep, but What's the sleep schedule for Sequoia like these days? You know what? Yeah, I guess I, I, I can't complain too much because this last like two weeks he's been awesome, like waking up once in the middle of the night. So you know, just right when right when things get good though, he's gonna come in and just you know it's just gonna pull a fast one on us so i actually don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah no
0: i mean not even like from a standpoint with someone without any kids like i don't understand what it means when a child like a baby pulls a pulls fast, fast one,
1: one on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean if you're a parent and you're listening and you're nodding your head you're like yes i we, know exactly listen, what hunter that we means. know
1: that it's purposeful that they wake up that many times in the middle of the night on purpose to pull a fast one on us they're little
0: tricksters <laughs> those kids they're they're little tricksters. you gotta watch out for them. well, uh, we're happy about you hanging in there and being here, and you know you get some sleep. It looks like you're not you know totally zombified,
1: yeah, I'm <laughs> fine.
0: I'm here. You're like, you have no idea what it's like on the inside, <laughs> but we're going to talk about the insides today. Oh my gosh. So you like nice that transition, transition, bro. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. I didn't even write that one down. That was that one you can have let's for free. Let's talk Michael.
1: about the inside. Yes.
0: Well, let's go inside the app a little bit. So we have been very excited about this Kyle Strobel conversation that we had. We were able to chat with him. If you haven't listened to that and you're listening to this, pause this, go back, listen to those two episodes. But... Uh, tell me a little bit about how we got to interview Kyle Strobel. I mean, he is just a guy, he's a professor. He's not some sort of, you know, Pope where it's impossible to get a hold of him, but it's still a pretty substantial guest for us to get. So, so Michael, I remember you texted me, um, uh, it was like a Wednesday in October or something, or maybe late September. Yeah. I was at Terranea with my mom who was visiting and I was with Megan and you texted me. Do you, do you remember that moment?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I, so, you know, our, our good friend, Susan Johnson actually is working with him right now, um, and is doing, uh, some form of TA work with him. And so she gets to sit in his classes and be there with him constantly. And, um, and she had heard that we were wanting to talk about spiritual formation as a church and, um, just kind of, yeah, wanting to further that conversation. And she was, she kind of threw out the idea, Hey, you know, um, you know, have you thought about Kyle? And so, um, you know, I went through the program, so I was like, oh my goodness, Kyle. I mean, what a great, what a great choice. What a great thought. So, um, so yeah, so we, we got in an, into an email mm-hmm. back and forth with him and, you know, he's a very busy guy. And so it mm-hmm. was, you know, we had to get like a month out <laughs> in our, yeah. in our planning, but. Um, but yeah, so he he's just I mean I couldn't believe how gracious and and honestly just completely willing I mean mm-hmm. not not even willing's not even the right word. I think like excited I think he was yeah, to, he was to hop in.
0: yeah, it sounded like he was eager to to help us and and that's something that he talked about a little bit and I'm sure we'll discuss in the future. He really sees a need for pastors and church volunteers, church leaders to, have a grasp on some of the concepts that he brings up in his class because he sees them as absolutely vital for the Christian life. And I think in a world where terms get hijacked and terms get misunderstood and then mm-hmm. eventually the misunderstanding of the term becomes the definition of the term and people don't take the time to really understand what things mean, something like spiritual formation for the church could feel very dangerous, very controversial, very scary for people. And, and Kyle sees it as his, his MO, he, he, honestly, maybe his God-given mission mm. to help people like us, like you or I, Michael, or everybody listening who goes to Coastline, the resources and the tools and the understanding to see that this is how evangelical Christians have lived for centuries. And yeah. it's, it's really important that we get back to that. I had Kyle Strobel as a professor when I was at Talbot as well. And I remember just thinking like, man, one day I hope to get him on a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, it was, I remember when I told you, you were like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. I really <laughs>
0: could not believe it. You like it.
1: fanboyed for a second. Your oh, eyes yeah. were getting all wide.
0: Yeah. And i like I said, I was able to talk to him and fanboy in front of him, which is a weird, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. I was like, I love your books. They're so good. <laughs> anyway, um, we, so yeah, we recorded those two episodes. Uh, spoiler alert, it was one episode. We just cut it in <laughs> half. <laughs> and um, man, the first one we posted, I was really excited just for people to get to know Kyle a little bit. And then we had so many people being like, that was great, but you guys had kind of hyped up how, how deep he is and how, you know, I didn't really feel like we got into the nuts and bolts and I was like, just
1: wait, just wait, just wait. <laughs> so after that
0: first episode, I think people were like, okay. And then the second one, I, I mean, have you talked to people who have listened to the second one?
1: Yeah, I, a little bit. You know, I, I actually, for all you listeners out there, I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to get into conversations, mm-hmm. emails. I mean, an, anything that you guys are thinking, I would love to just hear it. But I've I've talked with a few people, um, a handful of people who uh, have said, man, that second podcast was just a hard hitter like Mm. a heavy hitter and there was lots of pausing (laughs) yes lots of pausing the the pod to yeah process which is what we
0: told people to do yeah we said pause it i had people you know sunday we had the the trunk or tree and even the week before i had people coming up to me at church people on like their third listen wow like really really mining the depths which is so cool because Obviously, Kyle's a guy you and I respect and we, we respect his writings and, and the way that he teaches the Bible and to be able to not only expose our people to it, but people are responding positively to it. I mean, what more could we ask, yeah, right? And it's so cool. it's been so fun to watch people's responses. Like I have heard, and again, this has nothing to do with me or you or even Strobel. This is the spirit working in people's life, but I've heard changed my life, keep listening to it. Like, you know, so deep, so good. I had someone tell me they bought his book and it's like just what they needed. Mm. Uh, and so it, it, it's been really awesome to hear the feedback. And and I know, Michael, I can speak for myself here and I'd love to hear you. The the Even having a conversation with him and sitting there for, you know, the hour and a half we were able to talk to him is pretty, it made a pretty big impact on us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just remember when we walked out of your office after having the Zoom call with him, we both kind of like couldn't say anything like it kind of felt like a cone of silence for like five minutes just to process (laughs) just to like wow that was that was a lot and I have my soul needs a moment to rest from that yeah um and um and then it was like man wasn't that so good you know and and then we I feel like we we just kind of debriefed for like Mm -hmm. another 15-20 minutes yeah and and so I I feel like what what I was so um, struck by was how just quickly Kyle can can pull from very deep sources because it's like he's he's living in this content this isn't just you know kind of something he has to to reach far for find the right books to find the references for I mean he's it's just it's in there for him right and I I was impressed by that and then I think, I think I felt like, oh man, I just got like a free seminary course. (laughs) Like it felt like, oh man, I'm back in Talbot again. And yet I don't (laughs) have to pay for this. I just get to sit with, like, I felt very privileged after that conversation. Oh, totally.
0: Totally. Yeah. I felt the same exact way. And I think it was what I needed. You know, it was really funny, just kind of a weird connection. I was prepping when we were having that conversation to preach at Coastline the next week about stoning of Stephen. And he quotes... Acts, I think it's 839 where, Mm -hmm. um, Stephen says that, or it's maybe 836. Someone can fact check me on that where Stephen says, your hearts are back in Egypt. And he talked a lot about Exodus in Egypt, which I really loved. But if I were to ask you, Michael, a couple big takeaways that you personally had from hearing the podcast with Kyle, what would you say are some big takeaways
1: from you or that you had? Yeah. So, so I remember back when we were um, first thinking through vision for coastline. And we were, we were talking about, um, you know, what are going to be our four big markers. And we ended up, you know, with boldly biblical, fully family, holy worshiping and spirit seeking. But I remember when we got to the boldly biblical piece, um, we were, we were discussing it as a staff and, um, you know, there was this, there was almost this conversation about, you know, is it possible that that we've made the Bible an idol? Like is it possible that to some degree we've made this book actually greater than the person that it's about and the yeah. person that gave it, right? Um, at times. And and so much so that we've lost sight of of God, you know, but we've we the, the Bible's become almost a textbook for us. Mm-hmm. And and then someone else on staff said, you know, I actually would would argue that it's not that we've made the Bible too much. It's not that we've made too much of the Bible as a as a Christian people, but probably more so that we've we've made too little of it. That we've mm. actually not taken it seriously enough. And so, as we came for you know bringing that value, it was not just the kind of typical. Okay, of course the church is boldly biblical. Like of mm. course we're we're going to be a church that's boldly biblical because every church is boldly right, biblical. Right, right, right. I think our heart behind it was actually. No, how do we really take the Bible seriously?
0: Yeah, get to what the
1: essence is. Get to the essence of what it's actually saying and not just let it be a textbook or kind of rote knowledge that sits on top of our head and never actually makes the, you know, the 2-foot gap from the top of your head to the bottom of your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's a actually 2 feet is pretty long. Maybe that's like a foot and a half. I, I wasn't going to say. Anything. <laughs> um anyway, so I but yeah, I I think what really stood stood out to me was he just went, you know, verse by verse, you know, talking about, uh, in second Corinthians six, 11 through 13, where, um, uh, Paul's saying to the Corinthians, Hey Corinthians, you know, we've opened our heart wide to you and, um, we're not withholding our, our affection, but, but you're not able to, to give us your full affection because, um, you've got your affections in other places. And, Mm. um, and you know, uh, so you know make room in our heart in in your hearts for us and I, I like that's a great example of a verse where what does it mean you know that that <laughs> qu- that question of what does it mean is just a big question that I think a lot of us would just pass by it yeah okay well yeah they're they're stuck in their sin they're just sinners so yeah they're having a hard time opening their heart but but what does it actually mean? Like what does that mean for me today? What does that mean about the heart? What does it mean that you can actually have your heart so full of affections that you don't have room for to to have more affection? Like what does that mean? And and what does that say about the heart? So I I mean, that was a, a good example. Or, um, you know, the example of, he was talking about, um, contemplative prayer and he was talking about like how, you know, so often as Christians, we hear the word contemplative right. or co- contemplation and we immediately just run away. We immediately just feel this sense of like, oh my gosh, that's, we don't do that as Christians. You know, we're mm-hmm. not Buddhist, We're not Hindu. Yeah. We, we don't sit on top of a mountain with, you know, monks chanting and mm-hmm. just, you know, trying to fly our mind to God. Like, so we want to run away from that. And, um, you know, and and it feels very Catholic. And so we want to run away from that. Um, And yet, and we have, we have verses like, um, you know, set your mind on the things above Mm -hmm. that Kyle was mentioning, or um, he was talking about even the the very word contemplation, meaning con, uh, meaning with, with, and then templation, temple. And then he, he referenced that Psalm, the verse in the Psalms where it talks about gazing into the temple of the Lord. 27. Yeah. And so it just, it just felt to me like, these are just a few examples. I mean, if you want to hear all of them, you can listen back, but (laughs) but there's just these examples of what he was bringing up of, hey, there's these verses that that come up and we don't ask the question of what does this mean? It's just, I think the question we ask is, you know, what is the truth here and what can I believe about this? But we don't ask the question about what does this mean practically in my life? Right.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. And I think that is the question I want to ask you, like, okay, so you heard it and now you're, you're able to tell me what it meant to you. But now like Michael Barker, as you live and as you exist, how do some of these things like contemplation enter into your life? Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's spiritual formation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And I think, and I think that to me, it takes a, it takes a deeper level of prayer. Uh, it takes a different kind of prayer it takes a different approach to prayer um and, and so to be honest as and and we were kind of talking about this yesterday you and i like what how would how do you sum up everything that was said there i mean there was just so, so much yeah. what's the through line and what i f- what i think both of us probably feel is that um prayer prayer was the yeah. the through line
0: prayer was the through line
1: yeah and so <laughs> so with that i i think I think what it's what it's begging is for me to think how do I pray differently?
0: Yes. That's, and that's that is the million dollar question.
1: And I think for for a lot of us, and I I would actually argue most of us, I think we for any of us who have been Christians for longer than a day, <laughs> we start to believe this this thing of, hey, I I know how to pray. I've done this. You know, I've I've done it many many times. I mean, I couldn't even count how many times I've prayed. Right. Uh, I mean, millions of times i don't know lots of times in my you know 20 years of being a christian so longer than 20 30 years of being a christian um so i know how to pray right and yet um you know i don't i don't <laughs> yeah i don't i don't actually i don't think i really do right i struggle to 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 not have my mind wandering in prayer i i struggle to to not allow my subconscious beliefs uh to impact the way that I live more than my conscious beliefs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I love when, when Kyle, he was talking about, um, he was talking about kind of this, Hey, you, you discover your subconscious beliefs about the Lord in prayer, right? That in prayer, there's this moment where you can actually be, have this level of honesty with God that, uh, Actually you begin to almost like a mirror. There's this right. mirror in prayer of your ability to 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 hear the words that are coming out of your mouth or the thoughts that are rolling around in your brain. You can kind of mirror you you get to look at yourself in a mirror and you get to go do I actually believe that? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, that's such a fascinating thing. And I think that's something that I needed to hear with your prayer life. So often we look at those moments where like our mind wanders or we think of other things or we get distracted or we want to sleep or we pray for certain things. We look at those as like the problem, right? Like, oh, I, I have such a hard time praying because my I always do this. Where Kyle's like inviting us to say, okay, okay, you do that. What's behind that? Yep. And that's the solution to a better prayer. It's not the problem. It's actually the solution. I thought that was so fascinating because, I mean, working with students and you talk about prayer, well, I don't believe God's actually listening to me, so I don't pray. Okay, so that's 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 one thing. And then you'd say, okay, you got to pray more. Or you got to pray for little things. You got to pray <laughs> this. We never say, well, well, why do you think God doesn't answer prayers? Yeah. Well, wow. what, what under that, mm-hmm. what, what's the belief under that? And then maybe that would can compel you to pray and, and look at God differently, look at your prayer life differently. And I think that is something that is so revolutionary right. because it, it allows us freedom. Yeah, It allows us freedom to pray. And I think that was something that he said that I really resonated with, or really, really struck me this idea that like we send our avatars to pray.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, for those of you who don't understand the reference avatar is a movie that came out. Uh, you know, 2010 or 2009, and it was this big, big, big movie. And I mean, it's the biggest movie of all time. If you don't know what Avatar is, I mean, just Google Avatar. But basically, (laughs) there's this guy, and they they find this planet, and they can like go to sleep and then send their consciousness in a different alien body to this planet. Basically, is the concept. And so, Kyle was saying that's how we pray. We send our consciousness to God, but we think it's the version that he wants to see. So it's the version where we're like, okay, here, here's all my sins, but you know, you know, I it's fine. It's okay that I did all these things or you, you already know them. So I'm not going to mention it. We're not going to go there. It's just my avatar. And so you try to atone for your sins. You try to manage your sins before you come to God instead of laying your soul bare in front of him. And I think that is why a lot of us just don't pray because that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. How exhausting is it to do the mental and spiritual gymnastics to be a different person in the most intimate space of your life, which is your soul. Mm. And then try to perform that for God internally. No wonder we don't pray.
1: Yeah. You know what? I, I, I would argue that you're right. You're totally right. It is exhausting. It takes effort just like any relationship in your life. Um, it takes effort to cultivate a healthy relationship with the Lord. Um, you know it's just like if you know hunter you just never connected with megan because it was just so exhausting like what kind right. of relationship would you guys have yeah you know my wife would not enjoy that relationship <laughs> <laughs> i know that she wouldn't um and so i i yeah i i think that you're right I, and i think there's two reasons i th- that i can i can you know kind of parse out as to why we send that avatar i think one is in order to like work our way towards the Lord. Right. Right. That right. Right. Earning mentality. I think the other is actually because we're too shameful because we feel, mm. we, we feel like we're actually in too much guilt and shame that we're not good enough to stand before a holy God. Totally. And so, and
0: that, sorry, tar- yeah, sorry to you, but this is just something that like, it's really been sitting with me and I'm glad we're finally able to talk about it. Yeah. Like we, I mean, again, that that says so much more about what we think about God. Like what you are saying in that sense is like, you don't actually believe the gospel. Yeah. Like you don't believe in Romans where Paul says he died for you at your worst. While Mm -hmm. we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like you're just saying, I don't actually believe that. I believe that God wants the version of me that he knows isn't real, that I know isn't real, but that's the version I still think he wants of me, which is like, that is how we deal with all, basically all people in authority, our parents, teachers, pastors. Like before we sit down with these people, we say, okay, how am I going to rationalize and construct a conversation with them that doesn't fully penetrate what's happening, but I give them enough to make them think that it is.
1: Mm. You know what what's interesting in that is I think that this kind of avoiding um avoiding of deeper spiritual things that happens in our lives it it doesn't just happen in prayer. I think it ha- happens in Bible reading, it happens in attending church. Yep. It happens in giving, yeah. right? All these big kind of uh, you know, spiritual practices that we we enter into regularly as the church What's interesting is sometimes before you give, you think, oh my goodness, I can't do this. I need this money. I'm gonna need it for whatever reason, right? And then what you find is after you've actually done it, wow, like that was really freeing for me mm-hmm. to to not be bound by this money, right? Right. Or, uh, you know, uh, people say it all the time on mission trips. I was actually more blessed by going on this yeah. trip yeah. than than I than I think I blessed these people. Like the Lord has used this trip to bless right. me and my soul. That the the idea that I've given my blood, my sweat, my tears, my time, you know, my effort, everything that I have for these people that I've come to serve. I actually walk away more blessed, even mm-hmm. though I've given right, and I think that's right. true um, of our our Bible reading time. That often, how I mean, really, when you really think about it, how many times have you have you spent some really good time in the Word, really just parsing words out and and praying through the through the scriptures and really allowing the Word to minister to you, and you walk away, you know, saying, "Man, I just wasted my time." <laughs> I would have much rather
0: been on my phone
1: yeah yeah i'd much rather be watching netflix right now. right 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 i i just think that that's rare i i don't, I, I have never i don't think i've ever experienced that mm-hmm. um and yet there's this you know when when you get set when you when you get a couple days you know or yeah some distance from the last time you were in the word right you you start this lie starts to creep up in your brain of Actually, that's going to waste my time. Mm-hmm. And that's true of prayer too. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, I think you're right. You, you do this hard work in prayer to to not present your avatar, to actually be honest before the Lord. It's deep. It's hard. But guess what? What you find is that the Lord actually isn't like your parents. Mm-hmm. That The Lord isn't like your old coach in not high like, school. Not
0: like you or I. He's
1: not like you or I. He actually is way more loving and way more gracious and way more giving and way more filling than we expect him to be. Mm-hmm. So these times of prayer, you'd never walk away like sad that you did it, mm-hmm. and yet beforehand we're like fearful to go before right. the Lord in our nakedness and our shame and our guilt in all of the all of who we are, and we forget that the Lord knows us fully before we even tell Him anything that's on our mind. He knows it, right? And yet still loves us. Yeah, He knows us fully and yet still loves us. He's probably the only being in all creation that can fully do that,
0: or the only person that you or I could ever come into contact with that
1: will fully know us and fully love us
0: and yeah. the more that they know yeah the more they love
1: yep yeah mm-hmm. actually um that kind of leads me into um prayer training
0: yeah so let me let me just kind of segue here and say This is a conversation I think you and I could have for 14 hours, which I mean, maybe people want that. Maybe people don't text me if you want to do that. You can just come hang out with Michael and I. (laughs) Um, But at Coastline, we've we've listened to the Kyle Strobel episode. We've talked about it. We've processed it. And there are two really practical ways that we're going to implement them. And one of them's kind of already started. And Michael, you'd kind of mentioned prayer training. Uh, you, you've been leading some prayer trainings, uh, for some people who wanted to come in the coastline offices. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about that. I, I, I didn't get to go. I'm really excited to hear about it. And I have talked to people. I'm not kidding you. I've talked to people who I didn't know went because I was like, oh, I thought that was just for Michael alone. And a bunch of people went, that's crazy. And then I talked to people and they're like, oh no, it was radical and it changed my life. And so I'm really excited to hear more about it. And And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about prayer
1: training. Yeah. So, um, yeah, prayer training was, it was kind of my like (laughs) maniacal idea (laughs) to try to both train our church in prayer, um, both like individual prayer and in intercessory prayer.
0: So what's intercessory prayer? I think that's a a big question that a lot of people have.
1: Yeah. So I think there's, there's multiple types of prayer. Um, if you, if you, you go into, um, the Lord's prayer, um, uh, you, you can see all these different types of prayer, right? Um, our Father in heaven, you've got a prayer of adoration there. Um, you know, hallowed be thy name. You've got, um, you know, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You've got a prayer of surrender there. Um, you know, give us this day our daily bread. You've got a prayer of supplication, right? Um, but but just to, to answer your question, right? There's all these different types of prayer you see in the Lord's prayer, but the entire time, the prayer is a we prayer, mm. right? Um, keep us from temptation, far from temptation, right? Deliver us from evil. There's this there's this collective nature to the prayer, um, which I think is a, a testament to the fact that the Lord doesn't want us to um, to just simply go off and prayer on our own all the time, but that inviting others into our intimate circles, into our intimate places of prayer is part of is part of the journey. It's part of what it means to fully follow Jesus. Is inviting others um, into that into our prayer life. In fact, in James it, it says that we confess our sins to one another and we'll be healed. Mm-hmm. This idea that we invite others into that in, into those intimate places. And so, all that inter- intercessory prayer is is the idea that two heads are better than one. <laughs> it's That's the funny. idea that that hey, I've got this the Spirit living in me, but sometimes I have a hard time understanding what that Spirit's doing. You've got the Spirit living in you. Maybe you can come along with that spirit, with the spirit of the Lord, come along and help me discern what's happening in my heart and what's actually going on in my soul and what the Lord's doing in me, what he's trying, what he's urging me towards or what he's urging me out of. Um, Cause I think the Lord is constantly sanctifying, meaning making us into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so as he's doing that, it's good to just have someone else help us see what it is that he's doing and so that we can cooperate with God rather than run the other direction. So, so yeah. So what we wanted was to train people in intercession. We do it in our services all the time at the end of our service. We, or towards the end, we have that response time where we invite the prayer partners to the sides. And the idea is, Hey, come, come receive intercession. Right. Um, and, um, and so, you know, we do it regularly. So we wanted to just give the congregation an opportunity to see what it is that we're inviting people to. But also I had this kind of secret agenda that maybe just maybe someone would go through the training and then at the end think hey that wasn't as bad as i thought it would be maybe i could be a prayer team member <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little That's bit funny. of a hidden recruiting tactic classic
0: <laughs> classic christian
1: bait and switch <laughs> yeah i mean there's no pressure for anyone to be on the team if they went but at the same time you know i think what i wanted was just to give people the opportunity to be exposed to intercession and be exposed to contemplative prayer and, and then opt in if they want, you know, after they've experienced it, rather than I think for many of us, when you think, Hey, I have to go and pray for someone. I have to be eloquent. Mm -hmm. I have to have the right words. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I need to know the Bible really well. I Mm -hmm. need to be like, you know, lock and step with the spirit because I'm going to, you know, they, they're going to need me to be those things so that I can, I can lead them. And yet I think a big part of prayer training is actually showing them that they're not the ones who fix anybody that it's actually the spirit.
0: Yeah. That's the avatar mentality as well. Yeah. Like I have to be a certain type of person to intercede. Okay. You said something really interesting and I want to, I want to circle back to it. You you hope that people went through prayer training and became members of the prayer team. Likely that will not happen. I'm so sorry to burst your bubble. So let's say that someone listening right now went through prayer training Mm-hmm. Because again, we've we've looked at the numbers. It's a pretty significant amount of our church, honestly, who went through prayer training, which is rad. It was cool. But they don't want to join the prayer team. What does taking the prayer training and implementing it into their day to day life look like?
1: Yeah. I mean we talked
0: I'm sure you discussed it, but
1: Yeah, we did talk about it some in our training. Um, but you know, the first, the first uh, session, we had two sessions. The first session of prayer training was all just about contemplative prayer. It was all about your internal life. What is prayer and what does it mean to be honest in prayer? Um, and so actually this kind of, this was the transition I was trying to make earlier with uh, oh, I'm prayer so, training. Until I cut you off. Until you cut me off. The but yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Take but, it from me. Take the podcast from me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're too good at it, man. Um, but part of it was, um, we, we went into Psalm 139. So, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you didn't come to prayer training, um, uh, you know, even maybe right now, get your Bible, open up Psalm 139. Um, as you read Psalm 139, it's my actually my favorite chapter of the Bible in the entire Bible. Psalm 139, it goes through these three, uh, uh, you know, three kind of movements. The first portion is, Lord, you, you know... Um, where can I go? Where can I flee from your spirit? Um, you've searched me and you know me. You know, even if I go to the depths of of uh, the ocean, there, you know, there I uh, to the farthest parts of the sea, I can't, you know, there you are. This idea that God, you're with me always, and I can't even sh- I can't shake you, right? Um, <laughs> as much
0: as I want to try, as sometimes. as much as I want to
1: try, sometimes, right? As much as I want to send my avatar to you, right? Um, I can't get away from you. I'm going to acknowledge that yeah right and then all of a sudden you see it towards the end of the psalm um this this shift happens where david just goes right into you know these bloodthirsty men they hate you i hate them because they hate you you know would you just slay the wicked essentially and it's almost like wait whoa that was that was a sharp turn. Like we were going in this, like, God, you're so glorious and holy route. And then all of a sudden it's, I hate these people. Go kill them. Talk
0: about intimacy and prayer.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Like straight up, just praying that God would slay people. Right. And then what you see is this third portion where at the very, very end of the Psalm, the last like two verses, David just says, you you know, God, um, you, you know, you've searched me and you know me, you know, my anxious thoughts. Um, Lord, if I, if I have, um, you know, sinned in any way in the, in the way that I've thought here, um, God, would you lead me in the way everlasting? And almost this, this like, Hey, if anything I just said to you, Lord, was actually off, was actually not, not good. Um, Lord, would you, would you actually correct that? Would you come in and, and -hmm. change me, change my heart to actually align with yours? And so, and so this, this honest type of prayer, right. Is I think a type of prayer that all of us probably to some degree or another, need continued reminding in yeah right um instead of sending our avatar in prayer let's just be honest with the god who already knows the real the real stuff of my life he already knew that david wanted wanted to slay people right he already knew that before david prayed it in the psalm god knew he knew what david's heart really wanted and yet david doesn't hold that back from god and said he is in relationship with yeah him and has that relational connection so, so freeing it's so, freeing. And so Yeah. If, if this is, you know, if, if you guys are wondering, Hey, what do I, what do I do with that information through prayer training? I mean, part of it is start being honest in prayer. And I know that that sounds like just go do it. I mean, it's harder, (laughs) it's harder to do than, than just go do it. Right. Um, which, which is why we need to keep trying, um, and keep, keep coming in and, and practicing that type of honesty. Mm. So that I think would be the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is we've got, um, you know, intercess- intercession happening in our services every week. And if anyone wants intercession even outside of our services, pr- you know, email us. We would mm-hmm. love to come around you and pray for whatever needs are in your life. We really want to be a praying church. Um, so take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another another um, kind of way that you can start to practice these 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 things in your life.
0: I think it's interesting how normal intercessory prayer actually is. But again, go back to that mischaracterization thing. You start calling it intercessory prayer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I don't know about <laughs> that. But yeah. like, yeah, I asked someone to pray for me. Is that so, is that so crazy? It's like, no, that's actually what it is. <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I have been so blessed by some of the prayer members. What do you call them? Uh, prayer uh, partners. Prayer partners, I guess. <laughs> some of the prayer partners um, in service. One, one week, um, I went up to Tiffany Adams and I just said, hey, I don't know uh, why I need to come talk to you, but I know I do. And she's like, all right, let's pray. I mean, yeah, if that's not intercessory, prayer, I don't know what is, you yeah. know? So the spirit working something out in me and Tiffany parsing that out as well, which is awesome. And so Love that's that. one, one huge way. Are you going to do any more prayer trainings? Is there any more on the calendar anymore in, in, you know, coming up?
1: You know, um, I, so actually the prayer training originally, um, I formulated it as a four week, uh, training, you know, that's, that's the way that it's, it normally would be and we would go into spiritual gifts we would go to we would start talking about spiritual gifts in the last two um, but we, we cut that off and shortened it just for people's schedules and so right my heart is that actually maybe come early next year mm-hmm. um, you know February March April ish somewhere in there that we would we would have another prayer training and and maybe dive into some of that content mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I do intend that prayer training would actually come around um, fairly often. Um, my hope is that all of our, all, anyone who's going to be on our prayer team would go through prayer training. Of course. Um, and so as we continue to want to invite more people onto the prayer team, we want to have more opportunities for them to be trained. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I do foresee this coming back around um, probably at least one more time this year. Um, oh. or I'm sorry, not this year, next year. Oh my gosh. Sorry, like, I'm sorry. Let's go. One more time in... I think it'll happen probably twice a year is what I'm trying to say. Very cool. And so, you know, I do think that's coming. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, that's coming and something else very exciting is coming in terms of implementing some of the things that Kyle has talked about and we've been talking about into our life. We are starting a book club. Um, We are going to be reading as a community or, you know, a self-selected community, Kyle Strobel and John Coe's book where prayer becomes real And that will be starting the very beginning of 2022. And so here's what, here's what that means. Enjoy the holidays, maybe put it on your Christmas list or your Thanksgiving list. Did you, did your family do Thanksgiving presents? I've heard of this before. Did your family do this?
1: No, no way. (laughs) No. no way, dude.
0: Could you? Is it like a Thanksgiving tree, or like under the under the turkey? That, oh, look under the wing. Never. I got you a book. <laughs> I got you a gift card.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: if that's your family, that's awesome. Text us and tell us how that works, because I would love more presents in my life. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we are starting a book club in the beginning of 2022 about Kyle Strobel and John Coe's book. And so here's how that works: every two weeks, every other Tuesday, starting in the beginning of January. Michael and I will drop an episode on a completely separate podcast feed that you'll have to find and subscribe to. We'll have the link in the show notes, and we will read through the book together throughout the weeks, and then we'll come on and we'll talk about our reflections. Well, it'll be opportunity for us to go really deep and get really nerdy about it, which I'm really excited about. But Michael, we want this to be really, really interactive. So, so tell the people how they can make it very interactive.
1: Yeah. So I think um, a couple things. One is just I I think the heart was to, was. Hey, after we've done prayer training here, what, what do we want to invite people into as a next step? And, um, and so we just think this discipline of let's go out through a book together, um, could be a, could be a great next step. And, uh, that key word is together. That's the key word here. Um, I, I think, you know, you can read a book, I can read a book all on my own, but, um, you know, some, I think the book that we're, we're going to choose, uh, to read together is going to be one that's going to bring up, I think, um, kind of questions about your your prayer life and questions about how you interact with God on a deeper level. And so my hope is that that this can be a really interactive time. And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask you guys um to go on your phone um and and record yourself um with any questions, any comments, you know, um in your, you know, voice recording app. Yeah, your um, your voice recording app of choice. Right. And then that hopefully you can you know send that to us email that to us you know just i don't even know what you want to do mail <laughs> it to us snail mail it to us i don't know an MP- a qr code that we a, scan qr code that we scan and then what we what we're going to do is we're going to you know read a couple chapters and then we're going to actually engage with your guys's thoughts yeah. on the podcast yeah. um and we're going to play your your thoughts on there and so you know you can you can record yourself um, if you want to hand type something out to us, and we can just kind of read it for you. Or even if you want to kind of anonymously just give us an anonymous tip mm-hmm. on some thoughts that you have, and we'll just we'll just share your anonymous thoughts yeah. with everyone. Um, church church goer four says that uh, this book's really
0: good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. So, but we but we just really want this to be a communal experience, one where um, we are we are engaging in the podcast together.
0: Yes. Yes. And
1: so it'll look a little different than the podcast that you know and love, like
0: you're hearing today, because this kind of shows up on your Spotify, Apple podcasts, whatever you listen, you enjoy, whatever. This book club, it it only works if people are going through it together. And so if you, if you get the book for Christmas or you order it and you start reading it, take as many notes as you physically can write as much stuff down as you can get as many thoughts as you can about these things. Cause Michael and I, we want to engage with this book, but we want to also engage with our people in reading this book. And so I could not be more excited. I cannot wait for January to get here. I wish we were starting this tomorrow, but here we are doing the book club. Michael, any final thoughts or reflections about this? did we mention what the book was? I think I said it, but yeah, it's obviously Kyle Strobel's book where prayer becomes real. I really do believe that I said it, but I could be wrong. I've had quite a delusional day. So I wonder, I wonder if I maybe said it on another, another wavelength, but yeah, so we're going to do Kyle Strobel's book where prayer becomes real. Grab it on Amazon, get it on your Kindle or your iPad. If you need a copy, if you're like, man, I want to do the book club, but I can't afford it. Please talk to Michael and I goodness gracious. It'd be, it'd be our honor to buy you a book and uh, under the pretense that you submit a voice memo or 10, right? Like <laughs> right. you got to make it work you gotta for it. you. got to engage. You got to engage, but I'm excited. This book's going to be great. It's going to be a really good next step for us as a coastline church, coastline covenant to jump in and um, engage more with the spirit. But I'm excited. Michael, are you excited? So excited. It's going to be great. And we get to spend more time together, which right. win, win, win for us. That's right. Yeah, baby. Well, Amen, hey, brother. Michael, thanks for jumping on. Really great conversation. And we hope to... Hang out, chat, talk with everybody at church on Sunday about your reflections from Kyle Strobel's episodes. And uh, we hope to see everybody getting the book and jumping into the book club in 2022. Michael, thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week. And every week after that.
0: Yeah.